0: Look, have mercy on me have Everybody and welcome to this week's soul. episode of On the Bluff I'm your host, Christian Fowler, joining me as always My co-host, Gabe Kuhn Gabe, is this our Christmas
1: edition episode? This I guess will it has be, to be, because next week we're out of the office Because it is Christmas next yes. Monday Yes, yes, have you done your shopping? Most of it I've done my shopping for you Yeah
2: Oh yes I don't buy that I, I have He did? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I have it with me you want it on Aaron? Like, do, right do, yeah, yeah. do you want you Let's want that? It. It's, it's a Christmas. Hey, uh,
0: Kenny will run it in here. You don't have to go get no, it. No, 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 no. Oh, you, have, got you got it. You got it.
2: Hey, oh, it's hey, right Gabe, real quick, can we do we need to give some direction? Like, don't show don't turn it around towards the camera. I mean, it's up to you, Kenny. It's not safe for work. Oh, it's raunchy? Can oh, we not shit. turn
1: it to the camera? Do you think people would not appreciate that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let me see it, and then I'll decide. <laughs> yeah. All right, so know. me and Taylor, this is a brain trust gift okay. that, we, uh, that we decided, and we'll we figured Christian you'd decide. enjoy it. Um, we didn't get you what you need to complete the gift, okay. but I'm sure you have some at home, something you can, you oh, can absolutely. use to. It's a coloring book, but here you go. Why would you tell me before? Well, why would you tell you? them? Merry Christmas, buddy. That's a douche move. Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 Merry oh, Christmas. No, you buddy. can see it on the back. Hide oh, <laughs> <hate it>. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to blur that out, Jimmy. Yeah. Can you at least say what I it's will, called? I can will, we uh, say what it's called yeah, on the yeah, box? For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Ah, oh, this is so fitting. <laughs> I'm going to start it off with the top right corner. says a very adult coloring book. It yes, is, it is. is. It sure is. And the name of the coloring book is... Oh, and it's created and illustrated by Heather Land. So shout big, out big Heather. shout out Heather Land on, uh, on her artwork because it is graphic. <laughs> the name of the coloring book is... is? The Big Adventures of Tiny Dick. <laughs> the subtitle, the subheading is you don't have to be big... To do great things, hey. <laughs> a round
2: of
1: applause. And hey, buddy, listen, I thought it was very fitting for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it because was. you don't have to be big to do great things. You don't. Hey, the open open
0: it up and look at some of the pictures. I, I, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give the listeners and viewers <laughs> an imagery of what is on the front page. There are a lot of clouds. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of stars. There is a rainbow in the background. Yes. Riding that rainbow. <laughs> Is a is, pink, is, is 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 he a, has a
1: name? He has a name.
0: It's a no, his I'm name
1: t- is is Tiny Dick. No 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 the unicorn.
0: There is a oh, okay okay there is okay. a yeah, pink sorry. and purple unicorn. Yes,
1: and on top of the unicorn. being ridden by Tiny Dick himself, Tiny <laughs> Dick <laughs> himself. Yes, yeah. I'm very interested to see uh, what these this. Look like. I I mean, this reminds me of you know the I mean, <laughs> Super Bad. You yeah. remember that?
0: Yeah yeah.
1: Jonah Hill's character. Yeah, he was obsessed with drawing.
0: Yeah, this is pretty much it. Tiny Dick in the dinosaur land. Tiny Dick in a monster truck. Tiny Dick fighting a dragon. Um, what else we got? Here?
1: <laughs> that, I mean, fighting a dragon—that is true David Goliath that is stuff. True right David there. And Goliath type uh, stuff. Tiny
0: Dick is snorkeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does he breathe? Tiny Dick on top of Mount Everest. Oh, Plan- planting a flag that says TD on it. <laughs> Tiny dick on the moon with also with a flag that says TD on it.
1: Well, listen, buddy.
2: Um, Tiny dick at Merry, a carnival. Merry
1: Christmas, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you and yours.
2: Um, Tiny dick camping. <laughs> I
0: can't believe you missed an opportunity. It says this book belongs to. I you was going written-
1: but that, that see that wouldn't hit the same. You're supposed to sign it yourself. Well, Merry Christmas, buddy. I don't know what to do. Merry Christmas. You can just sort of there you go. <laughs> you gotta shake my hand yeah. on it. Okay. Merry to Christmas you. to you. I'm trying to cover up. Just throw it off to the side. Just literally <laughs> here. Let me let me see it. Let me see it. Yeah. Just toss it. Toss it to the right. <sighs> hey, Kenny, you may have to uh you know, blank out or like Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The be, back of be, the
1: book. Be cognizant oh, of yeah, yeah, editing yeah, yeah.
0: this podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you, buddy. You're I appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. I didn't know that we were doing gifts, or I'm sure I could have come up with something
1: equally as terrible for you. Yes, but Merry Christmas. Merry to Christmas. You. Oh, and by the way, you call those dirty Santa gifts, right? Yeah. Taylor called it some. I mean, white, white, white elephant? elephant, white yeah. elephant. Yep. I see it, it. It kind of pissed me off her <laughs> calling it a white elephant gift. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because white elephant is that? Is that always? Is that just for? Know. Year round, you'd call that a white elephant gift if you're getting them something raunchy and weird. I've heard it before. Dirty Santa way better. Dirty Santa. I mean, I don't know. That's what I knew it as.
0: Well, that was surprising. I did not know that was coming. I'm full of surprises. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for understanding my circumstances in life, (laughs) and that it doesn't hold me down, and has not stopped me yet, and it will not stop me in my future.
1: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I could. uh I could be of assistance. Yeah. No. That is. A, that is a it confidence is. boost. Seeing the
0: things that he can do really brings me confidence. Seriously, about, though. So, yeah. Small and mighty. Small and
1: mighty. Yep. <laughs> hey, All he right, moved, moves hundred miles an hour, buddy. <laughs> he you does what, a lot. You know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. All right. Enough of this. Yeah. What. What. what I had a Christmas party to go to that attend this weekend. That's yeah. it. That's it. It was a good That's time. It. it was a good time. Uh, me and Anna Ruth were in
0: Sparta, Tennessee, this weekend on vacation. And it L- was hiking, impeccable. Yeah, hiking. A lot of food. Uh, we went down to Lake Gunnersville, Alabama, on Saturday night to watch her friends, Lily and Tate. We're well, not. We didn't watch them get engaged, but we celebrated their engagement. Their engagement party. Uh, which was really nice as well. So, yeah, it was a great weekend. Nice. Wonderful time. Good to hear. Sparta,
1: Tennessee, you would suggest it?
0: Absolutely. Like, if you like being outdoors, you like hiking and stuff like that, it it is perfect. It's a small little town, like 5,000 people. Just say like an Airbnb or what? Yeah, yeah. Airbnb. Um, The food, all the food there was really good. The parks are within, you know, 20 minutes to an hour, depending on which state park you go to. Ton of state parks in that area. Beautiful waterfalls. Excuse me, sorry. Um, beautiful waterfalls, beautiful scenery, beautiful woman. Um,
1: Oh yeah. God, that's, oh. that's the important thing. Yeah.
0: No, it was, uh, it was, it was top tier vacation easily. Probably my favorite ever. Really? Whoa. Yeah, dude. It was, really? we had, we had it a good was like time. A, we had a good time. Good to hear. Uh, man. This is the first time. This is the first time I went on vacation and came home and not said, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm I'm glad home, to be home. Yeah. And that's, yeah. a, that's what I. I was like, "Yep, this is." That's honestly, yeah. That's, a that's when you know it's good. That's that was that was good. that was me on my uh, on my honeymoon. honeymoon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's exact. I was like, I do not want to go home at all. And I'm I'm one that enjoys being, being home back and, in your bed. Yeah, chill. yeah, yeah. And I was like, Nah, I definitely could have stayed a lot longer than that. So, a lot of fun. I hear you. Good weekend. Definitely recommend it. I'm glad to hear it. Some other things happened this weekend on both sides, both football and basketball for the University that's of Memphis. True.
1: Where do we start? Where do you want to start at? Yeah, oh, where do we where else do we start? <laughs> How about yeah. the eight and two team that finally got the nod in the AP top twenty-five? Yeah. yeah that's Tigers bit, beat Clemson seventy-nine, seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. Um and quite frankly, I, I think what really carried the day, and we'll talk about the game. It was really nice to see FedEx Forum live up like that. Right. It was a wide out. And the first two decks were completely full. I think, I mean, if I'm estimating, probably fifteen five to 16,000 in there. Um, you have Brad Brownell from Clemson saying that rivals anything he sees in the ACC. To see those guys after such a rough and tumble out of conference schedule on the road or neutral side in the Bahamas, to see them come home to a team that was in the top 15. Beat them in front of the home crowd, in front of that environment. That was nice to see because they have not had a home game like that this year. Right. I want to talk. I want to talk about really like the last what two or
0: three weeks with this team and kind of the. I don't want to call it roller coaster. We've used roller coaster a lot with the University of Memphis basketball team. It's less of
1: a roller coaster. It's less though. of a
0: roller coaster, but it eh, kind of is. Kind of is at the same time because the expectations were so high, at least internally in this area, and it started out so good. And then you get the loss to Villanova, which was a tough loss, back it em- up, embarrassing loss. With and then Ole you Miss lose loss. to Ole Miss, and and I, honestly, like I, I don't think the panic meter was crazy at that point because we knew, but it, we we knew what this you know how long the season is. But at the same time, it's like yeah. if this team is going to be different, they're not showing it. And what have they done since then? They beat VCU in a really really tightly contested overtime game. They beat number 21 at the time, Texas AM. And then they beat. On num- the road. On, by the, the way. on the road, true road game. And then they beat number 13, Clemson, at home. Like this team responded to adversity extremely well. They are clearly, I don't even know if you say headed in the right direction. They are in the right direction, yes. right? Like they are there. They are where they need to be. The way that we talked about this as well. Javon Quinterly and David Jones are the keys to this team. David Jones played well offensively, Javon Quinterly is the straw that stirs the drink yep. for the University of Memphis basketball program. I think
1: I mentioned that on the pod last week. Like, we yeah. can give David Jones all the credit in the world, but the guy who the head of the snake is, who handles the ball, who has the most important job on the floor is Javon Quinterly. And he's been doing it at a high level. That's yeah. why they're winning these ranked games.
0: Yeah, and, and having an experienced point guard like him, that in that scenario, in that game against a top 15 team, when you've kind of made a statement, but you haven't fully stamped your claim yet, to have the game that he had, to have zero turnovers in that game against one of the best teams in the country and help lead Memphis to a win. like This, this team is impressive. This team has every capability and every opportunity to do something really special that a University of Memphis basketball team hasn't done in, in quite some time. And the way that they're chomping through this at-a-conference schedule inspires a lot of confidence for later in the year. And inspires a lot of confidence for Tuesday night against Virginia, another top 25 team
1: that yeah, they have to face. I mean, if I told you after 10 games through a majority of this out-of-conference schedule, they'd be 8-2 and two with three top 25 wins yeah. and six of their wins were going to be against Ken Palm top 100 teams. Right. You just said that is perfect scenario. That is literally best case scenario. For sure to raise that seed line, to do everything you want to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish come NCAA tournament time, that's what you needed. That was the bar that you wanted to reach. You didn't know if it was going to be possible. You had to see all these guys mesh, but um, I I think we've learned something too through the early going here. I think there's people nationally who will always have questions about continuity with certain rosters, whether it be Memphis or other rosters. But if that... If there's a lack of continuity, but you have three, four, five year guys coming in, they mesh. They tend to mesh early. They they know what's expected of them. Um, Obviously, in certain situations, you have to leave some of the, yeah, you know the the things you want to accomplish within yourself, like the me things. For sure. Um, Like Caleb Mills is probably, like he's, Penny's talked about it, he's had to sacrifice a lot. He's Mm -hmm. been a lead scorer, a guy who gets a lot of shots, whether it was at Houston or whether it's at Florida State, he's had to go to the bench and be a bench scorer and, and, you know. Not get the same volume. Not shoot as much with volume. Um, But he's accepting that role and moving along. You have to let those things um, sort of fall into place, but it does show that I don't know if continuity needs to be that big of right. a of a checklist item when you're talking about teams and the off seasons
0: they have, especially in this day and age when we're going right. to see less and less continuity. But Caleb Mills is a great example. Jaquan Walton is another great example. A guy that you know led Wichita State in scoring last year, and I know he's you know had his ups and downs this season, but I, I just feel like he's one that's going to come around, and I don't think he played bad against. Clemson over the weekend. He just so, he
1: didn't shoot. No one shot the three right. ball well No one shot the three well. I but, mean, between him and Caleb Mills, they were like 0 for 10 from three. But they still uh, – Jaquan had ended with 10, I think. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. So, Ten. like, I mean, in the end of the day, he didn't play a bad no, game. No, no. He, he just did. couldn't shoot very well. And
0: this is the most – to me, this is the most cohesive and in-sync team that Penny has had <laughs> in this point of a season by a landslide because we, we've, we've talked about it pretty much every year, especially over the last – three years or so, they don't hit their stride until conference play. And you're seeing with this, and I think a lot of it, at least from the outside looking in, and this is obviously skeptical, but just from having knowledge on the game and seeing the way that things play out, it took a long time for these previous teams to buy into their roles. Yes. And I don't even know how skeptical that is because I know Penny has talked about that a yeah. lot with previous teams. This team is sold out on the goal. Yes. And the goal is to win a championship. That is the goal. They've sold out on it. You've got... Really, at all of your positions, guys that have balled in to do exactly what they need to, we've seen a reinvigorated Malcolm Dandridge who has played extremely man. well this year, especially with with what's been happening, because we don't know what's been happening behind closed doors, but you would imagine it's been at least a little rocky, at least a little tumultuous
1: uh, with Jordan Brown leaving. I still find it kind of strange as the coaching staff is standing by the fact that it's like, oh, he's sick. We, st- we don't have an update. It's like, <laughs> right. eh, but continue. Right. My bad.
0: So... Malcolm is, is playing the best ball of his career in this, you know, short ten game stint in a time where if Memphis didn't have him, that's they, what they I, would be extremely shorthanded. Nick Jourdain played a good game against right. Clemson over the weekend and has balled into his role and what he needs to do. And it begs the question of this team that has beat three top twenty five teams, that's beat two teams this year that at some point were ranked in the top twenty five that one of their two losses has come against one of the four undefeated teams in the country. What does this team look like when Naquan Tomlin comes on
1: board? I, 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 it's hard to, I, here's the thing about Naquan Tomlin. Like this is unprecedented turnaround, right? Yeah. To, to commit to a team nine games into the season and then have that quick of a turnaround, you have to expect some a little bit of growing For pains. For sure. Him understanding a role, him trying to get involved the defensively, system. offensively, learn the system. We get that. But, I mean, once they start hitting stride, I don't think it takes that long to start yeah. understanding what's expected. Yeah, of you you can't tell if, me he won't be in by February, especially, March. And, especially if you're a guy like Daquan Tomlin who fits the system right. perfectly. You're up and down the floor. You run the floor really well. Uh, you Offensively, um, you, you, you can stretch out a little bit, take a mid-range shot. You get to the rim. Yep. You're comfortable doing those things. You rebound. You do the dirty work. You play good defense. You bring energy. It's just, you know – I think it's as seamless a fit as possible. If this was a different situation, maybe you'd have worries about, uh, you know, him him getting involved and figuring it out even by the end of the season. But I think he'll get he'll get going here in the next couple of weeks and be a vital piece yeah. going forward. And by the time we get to March, I have no concerns about be, where he'll, he'll be. be in. Yeah, is this? Now, I did hear this, and this was uh, Jeff Goodman on Field of 68, and I I, I don't know how much this holds. Um, I think Naquan Tomlin has sort of a nagging ankle injury. It doesn't sound like it's going to hold him back by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but it's something to monitor right. throughout the year. Is this the best university yes. basketball team
0: in 15 years? Oh. You thought I was going Penny, I, uh, Penny
1: Hardaway era? I would say yes. I would say yes, to. And definitely in the Penny Hardaway. I thought you were mm. going Penny Hardaway. I don't, know, I don't know, man. I don't know. What I mean, this it? is, that this Will is kind of tough. Four Kings team? That's kind of tough, though, Over. because I, I don't know, because I, I wonder about the upside of this particular team when we get to a tournament situation. Yeah. Because they've shown – like, I I know that people will sort of – this will be in one year, out the other. But they were playing tournament-caliber teams in the Bahamas in a tournament-style situation, and they won two games relatively easily moved right. on. And it was a top-20 team, uh, top-25 team in Arkansas. Like, I I think that that type of experience is very helpful, especially neutral site, understanding that, you know, if you lose, you're going to get a worse matchup, that type of thing. So, I, I don't know. I – I it's think a, that's a wait-and-see. That's an incomplete. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's an incomplete. I agree. But, but I'm, it, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning yes based on the way they have managed this yeah. out-of-conference schedule. Because this is nuts. Like, think about it. Like, I think Purdue's the only other team who has three quad one wins. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: You're right. Yeah. Memphis and yeah. Purdue are the only ones.
1: And, and, and Purdue's number one in the country. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, even if you do that four Kings team that you're talking about, um, Kenny, Like how would they have managed this out of conference schedule? It's just hard. We just
2: know, like hindsight being twenty twenty, they went to the elite eight.
1: Right. 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 Of course. Exactly.
0: And and that's that's where it comes from. And I I totally get that. But it just I don't know. There's a different feeling for this team. Obviously, it's still early, which honestly plays into the. But I guess to the point.
1: I think if if we're answering that question with any level of honesty like the fact that we're debating that that's what i was gonna that say. sort of shows right what, where this team what the ceiling of yeah. this team could potentially yeah. be and it's exciting as hell don't yeah. like don't hide your excitement if you're a memphis fan out there don't hide your excitement no. i know what you felt about the penny hardaway era and the reality and the expectations being two completely different things reality is exceeding expectations in my opinion based sure. on what i thought They were going where they were going to be through 10 games for sure with the schedule they had in front of them. It's nuts,
0: yeah. The fact that you can even have an argument or debate on if this is the best team in the last 15 years shows you all you need to know about what this team is.
2: Um, any other basketball thoughts before we move on? I I got two questions for you. Um, back to, to Javon, real quick. Um, do you think that Javon is underrated by Memphis Tiger fans right now based on? kind of hit what he does on the court, how he conducts this team, and people's perception of uh, point guard and Kendrick Davis last year?
1: I think there's, like, from a point scoring standpoint, I think people need to understand, and maybe this is sort of where the underrated, I I kind of agree with your sentiment here. That's what I'm getting at. But people need to understand, Javon Quinterly is not the game-to-game scorer Kendrick Davis was. That's not not what he does. But a lot of the things you can't see orchestrating offense, handling the ball, limiting turnovers, uh, getting everybody on the same page on both ends, that's the thing that you have to understand why he needs to be rated higher in your mind. That's the reason he needs to get a lot of credit for where this team is at is because all the things you can't see he does.
2: Yeah. No, Gabe nailed that. Kenny,
0: what's your second question? I'll take that
2: one. That's it. That's exactly how I feel. I'm sorry to say this Christian. I can't remember my second question. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell
1: you this. I and, and, and I, I meant to say this because you brought up Malcolm Danger. Yeah. Um I I I can't help but think back to this offseason. And I think, you know, especially with the the gift of hindsight, he got treated pretty unfairly oh, yeah. by a lot of the fan base oh, yeah. and I think some apologies and at least some understanding of what he's provided this year is due because there's a lot of people saying this is fifth year it's never worked out he's always been oh, hurt he God. can't play but for spurts why do we need him we have Jordan Brown coming in and we have all the, we we don't need Malcolm where the hell oh, would this team's yeah. front court be without Malcolm Dandridge like seriously yeah like no. in the end of the day we would be talking about a team without a five, with a glaring hole. Right. Without Malcolm Davis. With Do that, I still think they need more? Right. Yes. And they're getting Naquan Tomlin. But without Malcolm, with what has happened with Jordan Brown, this team would be in a horrible position. No, he's undoubtedly the un- unsung hero of this team. I think a sung hero. I think like I I watch games and I'm like, good God, thank well, God he is here. Let's when, go when in the off you were you were saying why? I mean, people were saying why why, why? bring him back. Why are we worried point? about Let's him? Let's
2: get a clean point. break from that exactly. East, those East guys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know, listen, Gabe, both of us were able to watch the game this weekend. Christian was out of town obviously, so he didn't get a chance to see it yet. But that Malcolm was involved in the play of the game. That the literally sealed the deal for the Tigers in that game. I think it was like a minute minute and a half left in the game and that Clemson had the ball bringing it on the court and Malcolm they were switching on picks. And Malcolm got out. He knock away, switched onto the the point guard, guarded him out to like two steps behind in front of the half court line, got the ball away. The guy made the dude travel. He passed the ball off, shifted off to the key, then came back down. They got it to PJ, came back down, doubled PJ, knocked the ball loose, dove dove on 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 the ball, scooped it up. Turnover, turnover, Memphis ball. (laughs) That was crazy. And
1: I think the one earlier in the game where the ball got knocked away to about half court. He tiptoed the sideline and then finished on the other end. Well, he didn't 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 finish finish.
2: (laughs) Jalen. Yes, yes. But it's like
1: how they got a finish on the other end. When in his career, do you remember him making a play like that? It does show like the level of confidence he has and the role he's playing now Exceeds what he's been able to do in the past, and it's actually and, helping and him. I think, and I, I think health plays health plays a big part, a big part of it. But I think this role he's in definitely. I do have wonder. Yes, the health is massive. I do have wonders. Like if he would have had this expanded role throughout his career, could he have given us these types of results yep. in the past? Well, and he, I, I and he so. had. I mean, in injuries. Games. Injuries right. just played a big deal, man. Yeah, I think like, so too.
2: and and truth be told, I saw him first practice that I went and saw him um, when he came back after he announced that he was um, coming back to Memphis. Walked into the gym, and I saw him, and I was like, "This is the best shape I've ever seen Malcolm in." Like, it is it is wild to me. Like you, that that first practice showed me what kind of level uh, Malcolm was on coming into this season, wanting to exercise the demons, if you will, from the last four years. Like he came in in the greatest shape he's been in, and he has just been like you. Like both of y'all have said. If it weren't for Malcolm in this front court, they'd be in have trouble. they they'd would be in, be in, trouble. in massive they'd, trouble. They'd have
1: Nick Jordan, bro. Right. That's, and that's it. That'd be it.
2: And that's it. Because and let me tell you man, PJ Hall is a dude. Yes. Like that dude Hey, can and ball. by the
1: way, was he talking a lot of shit? How much shit was he talking? Cuz hey, gang I,
2: I, a gang of it, but uh, it was really? awesome. But it was yes. awesome. And he's
1: a stud. He's got good ball player. Yeah. But sure. I was wondering about it like the barstool uh, Memphis count doing the flipping off flipping him off. I always think things like that are corny personally. A little bit. It's just fandom. Fandom yeah. gets the best of people yeah, he,
2: sometimes. That that was, just to kind of wrap up the Clemson talk, that was well, one of my favorite basketball games I've ever been to in my life. It was so much. The, yes. the intensity and energy in that arena was unbelievable. And the, the ball play was actually really, really yes. good.
1: I mean, the fact that, like, this the, uh, on that Clemson game, the fact that, they shot 4 for 26 from 3. Right. And beat a top 15 team. Beat a top 15 team shooting 4 for 26 from 3. Past Penny Hardaway coach teams would not be able to get over 4 no. for 26 from 3 and beat a number a top a number 13 team in the country. Right. And the fact that they only turn the ball over six times, it just shows, like, there's give and take to this team. They can win ball games in different, different ways. ways. Yeah, absolutely. And the defensive part of, like, people talked about how good this offense was going to be. This defense can roll. Yeah. Defensively, this is this is one of the better teams in the country. Agreed. And I know the metrics won't necessarily tell you that. They may be, what, top 30, top 40 Yeah. in, in defensive metrics. They're like Ken Palm's adjusted defense. Right. But they're better than those metrics even tell you because they have length, athleticism, speed. They can run the floor. It's it's beautiful to watch. And then, final thing I want to bring up, and this is overarching. I think this is without question, and we've talked about this, the deepest team Penny's had, but what it, like, game to game – Seeing that bench compared to other benches for around sure. the country, like there is just a noticeable difference, mm-hmm. and even guys that we didn't necessarily didn't really know what the role was going to be, like Jalen Young, right? Seven points, yeah, three very, for three from the well, field. Yeah. I think he had an assist. He was really good on the defensive end. Didn't make mistakes. Didn't turn the ball over. Um Jaden Hardaway definitely plays his role in his own way. Jaquan Walton and Caleb Mills being bench, bench players, players is just completely different than most of the country has it. Yeah. So like this is just a noticeably deep team and I think it makes a massive difference for outcomes game to game.
0: For sure. All right, before we take a break, we're going to talk a little bit of Memphis football. Memphis landed a running back transfer that neither one of us expected. They were a finalist alongside USC and Oklahoma for South Carolina running back transfer Mario Anderson. And guess what? He committed to the University of Memphis. I feel like
1: I'm Paul Rudd right now. Who'd have thunk it? Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. I didn't see that coming. No, we talked about it. Oklahoma and USC, yeah. and they got over top. And and I listen, it doesn't surprise me that a running back recruit would want to come to Memphis. Right. But the fact that the other options were what they were kind of blows me yeah. away.
0: And, and to me, I, and this is how I said it. Because la-
1: the NIL money there is better. Facilities probably right. better. Your your access to a national championship certainly did, better. Did we talk about it
0: on, I know we talked about it on the radio show last week. Did we talk about it here last week or had did that news I, come I don't, out yet? I, maybe, I can't recall. I think maybe we did I it think in we passing. Did. I think we did. But the fact the fact of the matter is, and this was my point on it, He has a better chance to make it to the NFL from the University of Memphis than he does at USC and Oklahoma. Because you go to USC or Oklahoma, you can easily get lost in the shuffle or split carries. Basically, at best, you're going to split carries. Worse, you get lost in the shuffle, you have to transfer somewhere else. You come to Memphis, who has a pedigree of putting running backs in the NFL – who plays in a lesser conference where you will be one of the better players in the conference right off the
1: roof? This is the guy and you're ran, competing for conference championships, so you'll right. get
0: the time today. You'll get the ESPN two, right. ESPN the, the TV times, yeah, yeah. And this is a player that ran for 700 yards in the SEC last year on a team with one of the one of the worst offensive lines in the SEC. Right. South Carolina's offensive line was terrible. Uh, a D two transfer guy who came in made a name for himself in South Carolina, and some people may look at it as he's dropping a level coming from the SEC to the up. American, he could have gone up. But I, I just believe that this is a guy that could have been, you know, maybe a day three pick if he stayed at South Carolina or went to one of these other schools. And playing at a school like Memphis, and I know metrics and testing play into this as well, but like he will have statistics that say a second to fourth round pick at yeah. Memphis more than likely.
1: Yeah, I think um ultimately, you know, looking back at it, the selling point's not it wasn't as complicated as we were making it even when you're talking about USC and Oklahoma. Like, the selling point, it speaks for itself. Right. Compete for championships, uh, get all the carries, right? right? Um, and then play against competition that you feel like you can absolutely manhandle. Yeah. Um, and you still get decent NIL money, probably, if you're him. Uh, facilities are now very solid. solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you're going to be on national TV. There's still a pedigree. There's there's, there's a pe- But the pedigree part of it's probably the biggest thing. Like, I saw his agency, because he's got an agency for NIL funds and everything else. Maybe the same one he takes to the NFL if he ever goes that route. Um, but they put a post out saying future pro and had Kenny Gainwell and, you know, Darryl. Antonio Gibson and Daryl and all these guys behind him. Uh, Tony right behind him. Yep. Like, they, I, I, the selling point was... Brother, we know running backs, and we know what we can do in getting you to the next level, so come on. And that is a selling point not a lot of Group of Five schools have, brother. I'll tell you that right no, now. for sure. That's you, one of one. Yeah, you turn on an,
0: an NFL game, one out of three games, you'll probably see a Memphis running back on. I mean, right here. Right, right, yeah, now. right now. And
1: I know this is Monday. We record on Monday. You know you, can, you know that. And it comes out right. Tuesday at noon. We're watching Kenny Gainwell play for the Eagles right, right this second. Right. Tony Pollard
0: starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Daryl. As been hey,
1: in and out which is
0: it's kind of a it's weird, weird thing that it's no weird. one
1: else signs him except for the rams right like, and uh, he's been extremely productive but regardless
0: played. antonio gibson uh yeah. played the starting role this week for the commanders with brian robinson being out patrick taylor had an expanded role with the packers with a.j dillon being out like there are memphis running backs all over the place yeah no the
1: selling point is actually a lot easier than we made it last absolutely. week. i'll just say that absolutely um but i, I think it's really cool. And I, if if you're wondering what to expect from Mario Anderson Jr., it's pretty simple. It's not a guy who's going to wow you with speed, but he'll wow you with his vision and he gets tough yards. Right. I will tell you that right. Now. He you're not there's not one guy in the country who can who can uh, arm tackle this guy. No.
0: No, he is a phone. He person.
1: will run directly through your arms and then like it's it's rare that one guy can take him down in general. For sure. And he was playing in the SEC last year. Right. And 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 you know, if if you <laughs> Listen to South Carolina fans who are probably annoyed with him getting in the transfer portal. So, you know, it should be in one ear, out the other. But they'll say, well, he doesn't have breakaway speed and he's slow. Broke off a 75-yarder against Tennessee. He's got, he's got enough. Right. And, and when it comes to vision and open space, he can go make things happen. He can make guys miss. So I, I don't really have a negative thing to say about him. Um, maybe the pass catching. Maybe needs to be a little bit more if we're coming off Blake Watson with how much he provided right. to the past game. But he caught 22 balls last year. I think they could and find a role you, there as that's well. What you
0: got Sutton Smith for. Yep. <laughs> that's what he's here for. Yeah. So,
1: I, I mean, unbelievable pickup yeah. in the portal. And quite frankly, they've done really good on the D-line as well. Um, they've, they've got some commits there. Got a punter. So you're just sort of looking maybe another guy in the wide receiver room yeah. and then go hammer out O-line. That's, yes. that's going to be the yeah. most important thing going into next Get year. Get your offensive line. Get that so, O-line right so Mario Anderson Jr. has somebody to, go, to run, to run line. On. Yeah. So, so
2: our, does this mean that y'all are certain that Rock Taylor is staying, like he is staying? Uh, see, I mean, there's uh, never you, can't, certain, you, can't you can't be ever certain because
1: McIlin Pounder's just committed to Mississippi State, and he had a week worth of content saying, Memphis, 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 Memphis. Right. And where we go, nothing but Memphis. Yeah. And he just kept posting these things, and then he ends up at Mississippi State. Right. We had the Caden Prescorn thing last year. But Rock Taylor has said he's unfinished business right. with the three. Well, he yeah. posted all those things on socials, so it's like, you know. But you, know, you never he's, know. He's saying the right things, and you he's never saying he's going to stay. But who knows if some unreasonable offer comes in the spring. You he just never know, but ship.
2: you know it. it feels but like to me that they would be targeting more on the well. They some I the mean playmakers. they, think,
1: they I, think that he's coming back, so I, I mean, feel it makes pretty sense. damn confident. Yeah, that he is coming back right now, right now, <laughs> as of today, as of today. I feel like that's one of those though. If Rock does decide to leave, I, I'll it'll be one that's very unexpected. Yeah, very unexpected and a huge loss. It's Caden Priest. It would be like Caden Priest. Yeah,
0: very similar. Um, so Gabe, we might have cl- made the uh, selling point for mario anderson a little cloudy last week there is one thing though one selling point i know 100 without a shadow of a doubt we will never be cloudy on you don't even have to try to sell me on this Mm -hmm. is the fact that the man behind the camera kenny stubblefield is gonna cook up something fire for the hot three no doubt so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side with hot three
2: Think if you spot an NBA team thirty points, they would still come back and win. Against who? A college team. A good college team. Yes. Thirty points. You think they can come back and? What if I said forty points? What is the breaking point? What are you saying that the the NBA team is down thirty points? Yeah, they're basically negative forty at the start of the game. Negative thirty. Negative forty. I don't know, TJ. This like what team? Who's on it? we talking like the national championship team, like UConn last year versus. No, let's say, uh, let's just use Villanova because that's who we played versus the Pistons. You think they come back and win that? I mean, we went on a 24 to nothing run. They yeah. were letting you make that run. What are you saying, 30 point? Yeah. 30 to nothing to start the game, Villanova? Yeah. I think the Pistons can probably win. You think so? Yeah. It's a lot of points. I know it's a lot. I don't know. It was just a dumb conversation. It's also an NBA team. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
1: Because I think everyone is saying that John's the best player we ever had. Correct. Are we
2: ready to put Bane? Where are we putting Bane in it? So I think that he is a top three offensive player Mm -hmm. ever in the franchise. Right, easy. And the reason I give him top three is because Zebo was a bad dude. Mm -hmm. Offensively, like everything. He was one of my favorite Grizzlies ever. He might be my favorite Grizzly. Bain is right there with him now already.
1: But if you're putting an all-time Grizzly starting five, is Mm -hmm. he your
2: shooting guard or are you going Tony Allen? Hundred percent, I'm going bang.
1: <laughs> I hate it, Tony Allen. Bro, I appreciate Tony Allen and what he did. Hundred percent. But the whole Tony Allen run,
2: like the the fan response to him and like the levels we put him in, I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. Love y'all, but I don't look at Tony the way y'all do. This is gonna be terrible. and It's gonna be slanderous, <laughs> but you're gonna love it. Uh, he is a better defensive John Conchar. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> stop. Whoa, no. <nah. laughs> Tune in to The Anthony Sain Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Discover a world of possibilities at Streetcars of Memphis. Revamp your ride with the ultimate auto transformation. From booming audio systems to eye-catching wheels, powerful lift kits to sleek drop kits, cutting-edge LED lights and light bars, we've got it all. Unleash your style with confidence. Feel the next level of auto care at Street Cars of Memphis. Your dream ride is just a visit away. Visit us online at www.901scm.com and let the transformation begin. Baby, we're back. Hello. We are. I have been cooking, boys. <laughs> Good to hear. And I am uh, ready for y'all to feast. Let's <laughs> okay. do it. That's that. okay. On my cookings. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, gotcha. hey, this, this is, is
3: the
0: hot is three. Where, this is where our audience retention rate yes. goes to two percent.
2: <laughs> I know they click that X immediately. All you gotta do is just look at the anal- the analytics on YouTube, and it's like, yeah, sky like it just drops <laughs> off the face of the earth right about now. Yeah, because they
0: li- they want to hear what weird stuff you have to say, and then they. Boop.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. All right, hey! This is the Hot 30, sponsored by Street Cars of Memphis, man. For this month, the month of December, it's coming to a close pretty quickly. Uh, use on use code on the Bluff um, and receive a fifty-five dollar regular oil change, or sixty-five dollars for full synthetic oil changes. That's a deal. Can't beat it. That's an oil change at cost, boys. Yeah, I wish I was due for an oil change right now. I know, right? You if can you be. Are,
1: Why not? Go ahead. Go ahead and get it done. I mean, yeah.
2: Take advantage of it, right? Get your car will thank you. Your car will thank <laughs> you. Getting get there early. <laughs>
1: thank you, Christian.
2: <laughs> that's what your car will say to you. I Street hope, cars of Memphis. Like I was going
1: to say, he's got a truck. <laughs> oh, that's true. Saying, <laughs> <"Thank> <laughs> <Christian."> <laughs>
2: that's a little aggressive. Is that aggressive? <laughs> Sorry.
1: If we kept the audience around, they're all gone they're now. They're gone now. This yeah, <laughs> is zero.
2: Uh streetcars of Memphis, man. These guys are awesome. They're from the city of memphis man it's a it's a locally owned uh shop they can do anything and everything for you man they can just do the regular maintenance like what we're talking about with the oil changes they can also modify they can do all these different things to your car man put a sound system in it put that thing on on a lift they can do everything man put some awesome mud and tires on your your, your truck christian yep. they can do a lot uh check these guys out uh 901 scom.com or called 901-323-3332 use the code the code phrase on the bluff and get a oil change at cost link is in the description below check it out you boys ready yes sir let's do it hot topic hot three topic number one hot topic anybody ever shop at hot topic nope no 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 no, that's not the first topic i All have
1: right. i have definitely gone into a hot topic before
2: though yeah i used to i think i was so awesome when i walked in there did, you, like, did
1: you and your buddies and i never like got involved with it did they have like a skateboarding face no no really not or is, a, or is yeah, that no. is that more like my i mean we're the same age group really yeah why do you do that i don't know dude you just it feels like you're a little you know younger like i'm two, like, two years younger than you're you. a baby i don't know like the generation there may be a little you
2: know a half years ago feels like a generation gap It does. it looks
1: like a generation gap i look like i'm 37 yeah
2: (laughs) but i'm I'm about to be 44 in a couple of months a couple of weeks boys okay thank you all right topic number one it's a big big week in memphis obviously the tigers are doing their thing tuesday night against virginia in memphis but the biggest story of them all john miranda's back tonight what are your guys' thoughts, man? Oh, my gosh. They need it bad. <laughs> they do.
1: So bad. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just... Uh, it's a shock to the system, almost. <laughs> it's not that I, like... It's not that I. it, like, snuck up on me, because it feels like it's been forever. Right. But... It's just like, damn, he's really. We're about to see John ja Morant. We're gonna see an entertaining basketball game
2: right yeah. tonight.
1: Like that's the shock I'm having. Yeah, that's it. Because there's I've gonna had, be competent
2: I've had, basketball. I've
1: had to watch David Roddy and Jake Laravia and Zaire Williams for far too long. Far too long. And I need so I need uh, John ja Morant to come back and be the twenty six, six and eight guy that we know and love. Yeah, because and, we we
0: underestimated the hell out of how bad this team was gonna be without John ja
1: Morant. Oh
0: god! Ah, so god,
1: you we, ain't lying we, a bit.
0: We didn't necessarily think it was going to be perfect, or we knew it wasn't going to be perfect. We didn't necessarily think it was going to be pretty, but it has been disastrous.
1: It's dismal.
0: Yeah, it's bad. so bad.
1: It is and, bad. And I, you know, once I saw the the. Steven Adams news then I really knew it was gonna be bad but I didn't think it'd be not this bad. six and 18 six and 19 I'm right. with Thunder games going on right now but uh, they're
2: losing by 16. So six, six and 19, 19. Yeah. um
1: so there's that I didn't think it'd be this bad no um I don't think anyone could have foresaw this and this does sort of lead me to okay Jal comes back let's talk about it 500 team above 500 what what how about this what do you mark as success by the end of the year John Moran back in the lineup. You get Luke Kennard back hopefully soon. Mark is smart. There's been some positive updates on his front. What is success by the time you get to game 82? And I mean that for real. What, what is success? Because I'll, I'll give you my opinion first. People want to talk about playing and playoffs and all that stuff. I'm not interested in it, quite frankly. I think if you play well enough, we could have those discussions as it goes along. But more so than anything, I want an entertaining Product. competitive competitive <laughs> product. I want to see John ja Morant bring a little bit of juice back to this team. I want to see this team have a soul, have a culture yeah. that we haven't seen since mid-season last right. year.
0: I, and I think that's I, what I, I, think I that's mark it. is I, success. I think that's got to be the bar because you can, at this point you can't say 500 There's seven games out of the 10 spot. Right. Right. And so you can't you can't even put those projections on it now or set that bar. For this team and what they are right now, you have to set that bar of at least let it look
1: good again. Like at least, at least let the fans. <laughs> it's fan kind of depressing, like, is, in is. large part. But I think getting that jolt of energy back in the home building, winning some home games, seeing John Morant throw lob, seeing John Morant challenge people at the rim—that is almost all I'm right. looking Just for get at this point. Energy, because back. I think we've seen the worst of the possible worst yep. already. Yeah, it can only. It, yeah, no, you're right. Can I knock on wood? I should knock on wood, but it's like it, it can only it can only get better from here. It, 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 it You've seen the bottom.
0: Yeah, because I I recall in the off season when this news was announced that Jaw was going to be suspended for 25 games. Do you remember what we set like our low bar at? For oh, what this dude, team would 500
2: do? was low yeah. bar, right?
0: Well, our absolute like bare minimum, not scorched earth bar Play in was and t- was was 10 and 15 it can't that's right. get any worse than that yeah like that is the bare like that was bare minimum expectation and really we felt decent about 500 being a possibility or ra- you know a game or two away from 500 but to be six and more than likely 19 we we didn't see that coming because 10 was our yeah like we felt like we might have even been cheating them a little bit saying 10 and they're four under 10. But
1: in the end of the day, like I'm I'm treating this as a playoffs wise and and these things could present themselves if they play great ball. They're probably going to have to win what 60% of the rest of their games right. to even be in this conversation, but I'm treating the playoffs as, like, complete loss season. Like, yeah. th- you're not – don't worry about that. Right. This isn't Dude. Do- – you're not Because you're. It. you've already dug yourself way too big of a mm-hmm. hole. To dig out of it would be John ja Morant doing miraculous MVP-level MVP level. things. Yeah. He's For done
2: sure. this before, though.
1: I get it. But there's no Stephen Adams. He doesn't have that on-ball screener. They still don't rebound very right. well. Bismack, Biombo's your true five. Right. You're still dealing with a, a – uh, sort of thin cupboard, and then also like you, you can't assume Ja's gonna play every game the rest of the season. You can't right. assume that you're not gonna have some type of injury that and could what, derail and you. And what level at some point. he's gonna be at those first yeah. five to ten? You games. gotta be careful with it too. Right. Like you just have to understand some kind of management. What's but in the end of the day, like if I'm defining success for the rest of the season, it's entertainment value. It's getting the soul back into this team. Have fun again. Great see point. I wanna see freaking smiles on their yeah. face. Great. So point.
2: our guy Paris Sharkey wrote an amazing article today about this whole Ja coming back where the Grizzlies stand. And he's brought it up a few times on the Anthony Sain show. But one of the things that he discussed was in 2019, Ja missed the first twenty five games of the year with a back injury. And they were set at six and sixteen or no, the eight what was it? Hold on. Eight and seventeen when they came when he came back. They were well outside of the playoff uh, running. They went 22 for the next 32. They won 22 out of the next 32 games and were firmly in the eighth seed at yep. the end of the year could that happen i mean nah, i mean sh- could it yeah, yeah, yeah could, I, th- it could I think
1: it. i think parish and, and i love parish and it was great work that he did i do think he's being on the positive side of I, things, yeah oh so yeah i agree for, that, sure. for sure um, um and again like for me and this is me personally i know other people have different thoughts of success getting back into the plan showing that you're a serious team this year may mean something to people and it would mean something to me if they're able to do that but More so than anything, I just have seen a soulless team out there. Right. I've seen a team who doesn't know their direction. I've seen a team that is uncomfortable with the hand they've been dealt. Yeah. I need Ja to come back and invigorate these guys again. Whether they win or lose ball games, I just want it to be good looking out there. Yep. Yep. All right. And I think part of optics would be. Winning six well, oh, of, of the rest of, your of game. course, yeah, absolutely, you know I mean? like absolutely. That, that would go a long way in optics. De- yeah, but if you show that you get your soul back before the off season and going into next year, where Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, could you feel be healthy, about it. you should feel pretty damn good about where this team is at and where this this franchise is at. Yeah, I still think there's some moves to be made for sure. Don't disagree with that. Yeah, and I, I, looks like Junior's going to be off the team here soon, yep. and uh, I don't know what you do with Jake Laravia and Zaire Williams. I have, uh, let's just say. I have not seen any positive strides from either of those guys. Nope. And I don't know what their future is That's in the National Basketball positive. Association. Speaking right.
2: of positive. <laughs> we'll go to topic number two now before topic. this goes way downhill. Topic number two. UFC 296 happened this weekend. We didn't get a chance to, to uh, preview it last week, but Good it happened. Good card. Decent card. Um, Colby Covington was fighting for the belt against the champion Leon Edwards in the welterweight division. Um, that's yeah.
0: That's that's it. That's where we're gonna. I think that's where we're gonna stop on this. I think we're gonna center around that. All right, go ahead. Because I think that's the biggest thing from this. This is where I want to go with it. Because Gabe talked about this pre-show, and I think it goes. I think there's two. I think there's two ways that we talk about this, and I think I agree sort of with both of them. Gabe, you tell me your thoughts on this. I feel like every time Leon Edwards has a title fight, there is. About as good of a percentage chance that he can win as he could lose. That's been on fun. one hand. Yes. On the other hand, this man has not gotten nearly enough credit for beating Kamara, who's close twice, and then handling Colby Covington on Saturday. Uh, is it? I, are we I, okay to have both of these opinions? Yes,
1: I, I I'm of the opinion like I look at, at that fight on Saturday and going into it, I thought Colby Covington would win the thing. Did you, you really? Yeah, because I thought okay, he mm. can take him down, he can get him on the ground, he can bother him a little bit because Leon is not a great wrestler, and that could really be Colby's you know saving grace in this fight. And I don't, I didn't, and it, and this played out this way. I don't think Leon has the power in his hands to really scare anybody or to be yep. the highlight maker that a lot of other fighters can be when they're a championship fighter. Uh, sure the kick on Kamru Usman was a highlight. Right. That was there's plenty of power behind that. But Leon Edwards is not like a, a guy that's gonna wow you with any one thing in he anything. does. Yep. But he is technical, he can strike. And he makes guys uncomfortable with his pace and the space and how he uses his uh, distance to his advantage. And I, I that played out perfectly with Colby. And the one thing we do need to give him credit for going forward, especially if you get another matchup like Colby, is his takedown defense. His defense is phenomenal. They did it against Kamaru. It was he, was, too. he was phenomenal. I think he had eight uh you know Kobe was Kobe was 2 for 10 yeah. takedown wise and Leon was 2 for 3. Yeah. So uh, I mean ultimately Kobe outstruck him in total strikes. Leon had way more significant strikes and and at a way better rate. Um so I, it was easily Leon's fight and uh I think he needs a lot more credit going forward, but I don't know if we're actually going to give it to him, right? No, it's it's hard. Isn't it kind of the first Kamaru fight, though? Isn't that sort of like Kamaru owned that fight going up to the fifth round, and he got knocked out on what people thought was fluky, And I think from that point forward, the narrative was written. But then the second fight comes around and Leon owns him. Right,
0: right. You know, even though he dominated that fight, it it was the lasting impression of the narrative behind it. took a Hail Mary to win a title fight. He had
1: to get lucky to go win a fight. And
0: I think it's unfortunate for Leon because Leon is a great fighter, but he's just not. He's not a ticket seller. No. Like even the even after the he's not
1: loud. He's not obnoxious. No, he doesn't no. he's do pretty, all the he's selling pretty, of the fight. Yeah, he's pretty
0: respectful. But like even with how big the headshot dead thing was, like how how big that was, and how that was pretty awesome. It was all it was awesome. But it still didn't like launch him into superstardom because he didn't t- necessarily well, take that and run with it. Personality wise, well, and because it, it's not him, which I respect him for doing that, but it doesn't make him like. It doesn't make him a headliner.
1: And did anyone think he was going to win the second fight? No. As I did. soon as he knocked him out,
2: I told y'all he was going. You to. You did.
1: You did. You were one of like the very. Thank you're you. the only one I think that predicted that. Yeah. I did know I, that predicted I that Kamru would lose. When I
2: saw Kamaru talk before that fight, I was like, he's not confident. Yeah. He's trying no, to convince okay. no, Ken, himself. No, Kenny was But def-
1: see, it's more about Kamaru than it actually is about Leon. Leon, right? Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah. But like after that fight, after the first fight where he had the hail mary knockout with a with the with the kick. It, everybody said, okay, they're going to run this back. Conber is going to win. Yeah. And he died. Like, everybody I mean, just completely, died. like, every every time we get a chance to write off Leon Edwards, we, we do. yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I can't really do it going forward. Yeah. I can't. Because I, I think, again, and fighters talk about this all the time, you get the belt, you have newfound confidence. I think he's found that and he's ran with
2: that. For sure. But he's not, He's he, to your point, he is not a ticket seller. Right? No. He stretch the imagination. No, definitely not. All right, two points I want to go with you all on this. Was the trash talk too far this week? Of course it was.
1: It's Colby Covington. It's always too far. It's always too far. Talk about a a dead parent. For for, for those that don't know, um, before the fight, they did their presser, and Colby Covington talked about Leon Edwards' dad, um, who was not really in Leon's life. No. um, Who was in and out of incarceration, that type of thing. Um, But he said, I'm going to drag him into hell, and he's going to see his dad. And that's – listen, I don't care – the transgressions in the past that's of nasty, someone's bro. parent that is disgusting yeah it's bad you right. just cannot do that no, it's too much. And, and but that's colby man that's he what it, just yeah, continue he's go, to do that he's going to go and as far as he can it, it's just it's frustrating because i think in the ufc a lot of these guys feel like they need to make a name by being a complete buffoon and yeah. that's a shame. I that's, mean, that's part of the shame of the sport but it's also part of the reason that it is so right intriguing it's to it's wor-
0: it's worked for him i mean he he's a name but
1: but also i'm tired of him man he's the dallas cowboys of the ufc he's 0 3 in title fights he can't do anything that's my
2: next question for y'all, is Colby Dunn? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's Stop not giving him opportunities. He's, he's not getting back. He's Stop not giving he, him
1: up. He's he, a good fighter. Yeah.
0: He's not. He's not active enough, and and he's just not going to be active. I mean, he makes a crap ton of money. Why would he fight three times a year to try to get back? But to again, the title? but and you've but got you got young about- up and comers and Shabkat Rachmanov. You've got Ian Gary. You've got all these uh, up and comers at welterweight. It just it, I don't see it happening for Colby. But, but we've
1: we've also seen that. Dana'll do anything to sell a damn ticket
0: for buddy. sure. And hey.
1: Colby, and Colby does that. I'm not gonna say he's not gonna headline a fight again.
0: I, I think that is a possibility, but, but I, a I just don't. I don't fight. see it being a title.
2: He fight. said, Dana said after the fight in his uh, post fight press conference, he said that after that pre fight presser with Colby saying what he said, that the ticket sales for the pay per view went up 25. percent course sure they did. Of course, they that's that like, Colby sells fights. Like you can, I'm not a, a
0: Colby fan. Like he complete is, clown. He's a clown but he sells tickets and yes, he makes that's, headlines that's that's why
1: and, I, I just with dana white and how the whole promotions run that's why i don't count him out of right main event he sells, headlining a he headlining a card maybe getting another championship fight if the if the matchup is correct I, that's why i don't count it out controversy, because i know controversy sales. because i know dana i know dana white and what he wants in the end of the day and that's he wants that those 25% Money. that 25% that boost yeah, the in pay per views All right, Kenny, topic number three. All right,
2: last topic, NFL. Uh, I want to go in this direction, then y'all can take it wherever you want to go. Let's go NFL MVP. No matter what betting service you look at, it feels (laughs) like it changes every week. It does. And it's never the same. There's not a consistent consensus favorite out there. Oh, there is now. What is is the on the bluff consensus NFL MVP favorite? There's
1: a consensus now for everybody, I think. It's It's minus 200 on FanDuel right now for Brock Purdy because Dak Prescott did not have a good game. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things you can make excuses for them too. Oh, for Uh, sure. Bad matchup, bad time. Bills are peaking. Bad, the whole thing, and then they had ten guys that were. A lot sick, of their offensive players bug. had a stomach bug yeah. and they were just not ready to play. No, it was a it was a recipe for the Cowboys yes. to have a bad it. It really game. I, I I knew it going into I, did too. It. I just I knew, knew it. I
0: knew as even before the stomach bug and stuff, I
1: knew when Buffalo was favored by like three and a half off the rip, I knew it it was scary. I, I and, and the Bills have been playing good ball. Really good ball. Yep. And they're a scary team in the AFC for sure. if you if you're and I know they're outside of the, the playoff picture right this second, but, but if they get are, themselves they're, in they're
0: arguably the scariest team in the AFC right now. If
1: you now. if they get themselves in, I'd be careful. I think Ravens, by definition, would be the scariest because I they're would number rather one. Pl- I'd rather play Baltimore if, than Buffalo. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying, like, when you're talking about a dark horse that you know can beat right. the best of the and that best, is, of the that UFC, is that's Buffalo. the Bills. Yeah, for sure. That's the Bills. Um, But, no, it's Brock Purdy, and I, I tried to lay it out this way. I think there's a couple of questions you need to ask yourself. One, and this is sort of to the negative of Brock Purdy, and I'm going to ask you this, too. I know my answer. Is Brock Purdy the most valuable player in in the nfl no is he the most valuable player in the nfl no so by definition of the award i don't think he is either right. but that's not what the that's award. that's not is what anymore. the award has become it's like the heisman the best quarterback on one of the best teams who has the best stats is going to win it and dak prescott completely crapped the bed and it put brock purdy in the lead he had four touchdowns 240 yards passing Nice match, good the effi- cardinals. good efficiency scored 45 points 45 to 29 i think was the yep. final score against the cardinals the other question is has he done enough as far as story success on the field of teams success on the field personally? to merit winning the award, and I think that's an absolute yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because, 29 TDs, 7 INTs, 11-3 right. and three team, best right. team in the NFL.
0: Yeah. No, the best team in the league. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. And for as much as – and I'm on this side as well, but I can just – I get it at the same time. As much as we can nitpick, you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Iyuno, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, great defense, great offensive line, and it's all true, Brock Purdy is balling. Like, he is playing – He's playing the best ball in the league right now from a quarterback position. Even though, even uh, though there are so many caveats, right? if, even though there are so many caveats to it, and you know you can make statistically,
1: cases, he's playing the best ball without question. You watch the games and he's bowling. <laughs> you watch the games and it's still just like
0: it's. I get oh, it. no, there's Brandon well, oh, I Oh, Christian yes, McCaffrey, 115 I, yard game. You no, know, no, you're not you're, <laughs> not. you're not. You're not wrong. I, but I, but who's but who's playing better ball right now? Dak has had his ups
1: and downs this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson Weirdly enough though Here's the only thing I'd say about Brock In October Right for, he had two, three, for three games He had the three games You didn't have Debo You didn't have Trent And he had more interceptions Than touchdowns Yes But, and, that- but then Here's the other counterpoint To where you Give it back to Brock And say okay that, That's okay there's a lot of there's a lot of guys lot out there who would lose one of their right. best receivers and they're, they're there's, all pro level no, no, struggle. There's no quarterbacks that have done this
0: this year. Lamar has been. Yes. Lamar. I, I know Lamar has gotten a lot of credit. He's been up and down. Lamar has yes. not. Statistically, he has not been that he's impressive not there, this year. Yeah. He has not been impressive. Jalen Hurts. He didn't have the stats. Jalen Hurts has turned the ball Josh over Allen, a lot. and He's Patrick dropped Mahomes. games. Jo- yeah. It, no one is this. Is, no, it, there's no clear like this is the guy no. and it has to be the guy and this can change over the next three to four weeks. Right. Like.
1: But He's I don't I don't see the 49ers. I don't see Brock Purdy I don't having either. some like I don't low either. point no, in the no. next three weeks.
0: I don't either. And so I think I think it is his to lose right now. But say he were to go in that direction. You've got Mahomes who I don't know, he could catch Dak, fire, but Dak I don't see could redeem himself. Dak could come back up the mountain. The Cowboys have big games against Miami and Detroit. Lamar could coming kahoo. up. Lamar could have a crazy close to the year. Josh Allen is sneaking up there. But He's playing ball. Hard. He's got thirty seven touchdowns. Even if
1: those guys have great weeks and in- The 49ers and Brock Purdy just cruise. I still think it's Brock. I do too. I do too. It it could change. But, like, here's my thing about the Brock Purdy thing and the MVP thing. Is it that Brock Purdy is truly the MVP or is it just an indictment of where we're at with quarterback play this year? Quarterback play is down. It's down. It hasn't been as good this year. That's And that's what I'm saying. Like, typically, it is so
0: obvious relatively early in the season like, Patrick Mahomes last year, everybody, like, Mahomes was ball yeah. for the whole year. Like, it was it was pretty unquestionable if he cruised it and kept playing at a high level, he was going to win it. This year, there's been a lot of back and forth. Jalen
1: Hurts had his last year, too.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Jalen Hurts as well. But there just hasn't been anything like that this year. There hasn't been anyone that stands out head and shoulders above the rest. Like, you can say Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, like, all these guys, Jalen Hurts, like, all these guys... Are a game or two from having a bad game versus a good yeah. game from being at the top of that mountain to, to be, fifth yeah. or sixth? Like, that's just where the yes. quarterback and play it's been bouncing
1: around a lot. Um, I, I, I just it's just so strange for me because, like, on one hand, I don't think he's even the most valuable player on his team, but he, Chris, he I mean, it's Chris McKay, it's Chris McKay. I mean, he leads the league in rushing yards, he's got Second 20 league touchdowns. He's got 20 touchdowns all together. Does he have 20 receiving? Okay, yeah, so he's, he's got t- seven he's, receiving and 13 he's tied rushing. With most for he's the most touchdowns. He's, he's uh he's the league leader in all-purpose yards. Mm-hmm. Like I see him as the most more valuable player, but he's it's not a quarterback, the quarterback award. Yeah, exactly. I, like I I think we need to revisit that conversation too to in itself. I do, too. I, I Derek th- Henry probably should have won a couple years ago when he ran for 2,000. Right. But they were never going to give it to no. him. So like I just I I don't know the award i don't want to do this but i'm gonna do it i think it cheapens the award it does No, it just just
0: cheapens it it like i mean you you brought it up it's the same thing as the heisman the same thing as the heisman but i do want to give brock purdy i mean he
1: gets credit
0: this is a guy uh, this is a guy that was the last pick in the nfl draft and this isn't some distant far story last year he was the (laughs) last pick in the nfl draft and now he is the front runner for mvp and that plays a part into it as well. Yes. Just being the st- that is it, that is a that has never happened in the history of the league. There's never been someone to do what Brock Purdy has done. And I get all the caveats and and I agree with them. That team is stacked. They are loaded. But Jimmy Garoppolo never had a season like that. Jimmy Garoppolo never had a season where he was competing well, for MVP. He well, didn't. He, he didn't, didn't have one he that didn't. he
1: was not. He he had similar statistics. So very similar statistics. How, what's the most? I think there was Jimmy there was one point here? there was one point where he was like eleven and or oh gosh I I, I don't want to screw but this up. Uh, but uh, regardless statistically just, he was close I think he had a little more interceptions right. he he turned and the ball over touchdowns. a little bit
0: more but I'm just saying like the story is incredible like that is a that's freaking wild that yes. is some story twenty
2: nineteen is the year y'all are thinking out thinking about it. he had uh, almost four thousand yards throwing and twenty seven yards or twenty seven touchdowns
1: okay so like, See, like less, no but, but it, less than, what, 11 TD or 11 INTs or more than that?
2: Uh, 13. 13. So
1: 13, yeah. pick, that's not an MVP year.
0: Uh, no. Less than 4K, not even 30 but touchdowns. Like, but it's
1: weird. Like, if you do a side-by-side, like, through 14 or 15 weeks it was for close. both those seasons, it's very close.
0: But Brock leads the league in touchdowns. No, but Brock, listen, I give I give a lot of credit to I, Brock. We're, we're saying the same thing. We I, agree, I, I, we I, agree I, yes. with each other. I think,
1: weirdly enough, no matter what people say about this... I think everybody's on the same page that they don't think Brock Purdy it's like is the, the most like valuable the, player like in the, the NFL. Yeah, but, uh, but, they, but they accept the fact that he's likely going to win the award. Right. It's, it's
0: yeah, but, uh, like, yeah. You're, you're so, st- it's conflicting. It's a very conflicting and, and, But argument. then
1: on the same token, you don't want to down him too much because it's like he's it's had an cr- awesome crazy. year. Yeah. But then again, like, here's, here's you know, people will make the argument, well, he's not an elite quarterback. Can you win the MVP if you're not in the elite category? Yeah, you can. Matt Ryan won one. Rich Gannon won one. You can win the damn. Cam NFL ne- I mean, Cam
0: Newton. You can say he Cam, was damn elite for that year, buddy. For that buddy. year, for that year but I'm just saying Cam before well, that was he never. Had some success. But he was never looked at as elite before that. You're talking <sighs> about a guy that was throwing like 20 touchdowns and like 16 picks a year. Cam was not elite before he won MVP. Well, he had
1: two. He had two really good years. He had two really good years, and but one no, of them was no, MVP. But
0: nobody was ever like Cam is
1: elite. I get, I get what you mean, but I think Rich Gannon and Matt Ryan it's may different. be the better it's, examples. It's, it's, I agree. Right. I agree. But you can especially throw it in Rich there. Gannon. You can throw it his only good real it. year. That was it. Yeah, you're right. He just hooped one year and he and was, was never considered elite. No. And then he was done with that. Everybody yeah. had these high hopes for him going forward in his career and he never reached yeah, those no, that's heights. Yeah, you're right. There's a precedent. But, but, I, but also, here's the other thing. I am not ruling out the fact... That I look up in three years and Brock Purdy is considered a top five quarterback in the NFL. No, I'm not ruling that I'm not e- out. No, I I'm not either. I'm not. You he's can't. has been unbelievable yeah, since can't. he's been in there. No,
0: you can't. You and can't he's rule in the
1: perfect out. system with the perfect players, with a perfect coach. With the young core. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's like I, You can't rule it out. At the end of the day, like. Yeah, I don't think he's an elite quarterback now, but am I going to have to accept it here in the next couple yeah. of years? I think I might. Definitely on the table. All is right. there
2: somebody Is there somebody that could get the NFL MVP award that y'all would both be like, yep, that makes sense to me?
1: Um, if the Bills won out they, and they could get Josh Allen. Um, I'd accept Lamar Jackson. I would not. Stats wise, no, but I, I watch him play. I, I just, know, I know. But st- makes, to me, he like, makes way too many things out of nothing. Do, and no, it's you're unbelievable. At, you're absolutely right. But stat, to me, but stats, stats mean stats are a big part
0: something. of it. And Josh, for everything that the Bill has talked about the Bills this year, the turnovers, yada yada yada. Josh Allen has balled out this year. He's played good. I football. don't care what anybody says. And Joe Brady is making himself a hell of a lot of money yeah. right now because he is way better at they, offense they, coordinator than Ken Dorsey is. They
1: just need to hire him full-time. Yes, 100%. He doesn't need to go anywhere Guess what else. he
0: did? He started running the ball. Yes. And guess what Josh Allen started doing? Oh, and by Not the way, hey, guess the who he started days. running the ball with? James, James Cook, Cook who just instead had 221 of freaking Latavius yards. Murray, right. like a clown. Yep. I don't get that.
1: Not I've at never at understood no.
0: that. All right, let's wrap and this way, up. And by the way, no, it's kind okay, of funny.
1: Real quick, real quick. We'll wrap it up in a second. What's hilarious to me, Dak Prescott had a bad game. Not Not discounting that. Josh Allen threw for 97 yards in that game. Yeah, right. no, one, no one's going to talk about that because they won 31-10. Right. but he they ran for 300 yards. Threw
0: for 90 yards. 94 <laughs> yards. Yep. That's nuts. 94 yards and a touchdown. I think he had like 75 rushing yards and a touchdown. But still, too. that's nuts to me. It's different. It's wild. Different. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate you guys for joining us this week. If you're watching on YouTube, you can like, subscribe, and comment. Also, new merch. New merch.
1: Bluff you know. City merchandise, right? Is that Bluff what it City is?
0: BluffCityMerch.com, dot Bluff City Baby. merch,
1: yes. Sorry, not eyes. Yeah. Bluff City merch. Yep. Yeah, so it is com. still
0: new. So go. Don't point it. You put me on the spot. I did, I, know. On, <laughs> I know you did it to him again. <laughs> I did. I had to. Um, <laughs> you, you can make a good Christmas present out of it. I won't lie. Yeah, and you all could. The, and on the Bluff Pod T-shirt, it's a pretty good. Pretty good Christmas present, if you ask me. Um, Uh, I mentioned YouTube, no Spotify, just went straight to it. Didn't mention any podcast platforms. If you're listening there, you can like, subscribe, and comment there as well. We appreciate you guys for joining us, and we will see you back here in two weeks, because next week is Christmas. So Merry Christmas. We will see you guys in two weeks. There you go.
2: Thank you for listening to On the Bluff. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports and how you can become an insider.